You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi kids, welcome in. Yes, it's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. This is the show uh, where, of course, we talk about anything. And everything. Worldly. And none of this world. Yes, and we usually always try, or at least I do, to talk about something not of uh, this world. I, You know, I couldn't really find a whole lot to roll into with that this week. Although, I guess it's pretty soon now that the, the next space flight is yeah. going to involve only civilians. Oh, wow. And so that's going to be kind of interesting and somewhat frightening, I think, for is the it, civilians on yeah, board. Who's, who, who's oh, it's one of those rich guys. Right. So Bezos, Musk, you know, one of those. My guys. guess is Branson because Musk. Has Branson been, could be him. They've too. been yeah, they've I been going know. up a lot. I mean, they just made a like like their twenty third or twenty fourth delivery to the International Space Station. Oh, okay. Well, I should have. I had uh, heard, just you know heard that. And I like to start with something something like that. But you know, we talked last week about the coronal the corona injection. injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I I've not seen anything that's you know that's happened because of that i haven't so. I've, I've watched one conspiracy theory on it which was really kind of fun really a conspiracy theory on series on theory on <laughs> sorry yeah i'm distracted my son's getting married this week yes and, congratulations uh, so again on that it's that's... been a distracting week so far no but uh i was watching some lady said was talking about have you felt weird this week by the last several weeks blah, blah, blah. she goes this whole big thing about the coronal mass ejection and how that magnetic field entering the earth is bringing together divergent timelines and people are quitting their jobs because they're getting it's like all these variations the, the way i understood it was and this is by no mean a subscription to her ideas okay all right <laughs> just telling you what i heard i watched but she said uh, that there had been all these splintered timelines and that they are all coming back together again which is why there's this sense in general of people just feeling unsatisfied that they're not where they're supposed to be and that they're getting where they're supposed to be to trust that feeling and that the uh the coronal mass ejection somehow plays into that with its hmm. magnetic field and pushing all these timelines back into a singular timeline and you know i had a friend of mine um say to me the other day he, he just kind of said it in passing in context of something totally different but he talked about how time has been compressing and and what he's basically his his uh sentiment was that it just seems like so many things are happening so much at a time and there's so much faster and you know there's with the uh, covid there's just been a lot of death and hurt and pain and um you know you, you look at all that and you just kind of think well maybe i don't know something's weird something's going on well uh, you know though uh, about time compressing i think a lot of people feel this way i certainly do that it's a product of aging no it is that it is i remember when i was a kid i'm sure it was similar to this when everybody was a kid right it seemed like it would take forever for time to pass whether you were in school and i remember you know somebody would ask hey how old are you right. four and a half right because you oh, wanted yeah. to let, 
a half. I'm 542 uh, months old, by the way. Uh, I just learned this. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> or, or you'd say I'm five and three quarters or whatever. Right. And then you get you get older, and it just seems like time flies. Well, there is an actual principle that work there. Okay. Do you know about this principle? No. Yeah. This is actually an actual principle, and it's 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 about it's kind of relativity, right? In a, okay. in a sense, and it's real. Real simple when you put it this way. When just to your point, when you're five years old, a year is a freaking eternity. Right. 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 But when you're fifty years old, a year's like, eh, it's another year. Why is that? Well, because when you're five years old, a year represents one fifth of your entire existence. And really a lot okay. more. A lot more than that yeah. because you really aren't cognizant until you're, you know, like two and a half, three years old. You're not really even processing time. It's just time passes. When you're 50, a year is one fiftieth of your combined total existence. You know, I've never thought about it that way, but that does certainly make sense. Yeah, so relative to our age, time does hmm. increase in its percepted wow. speed. And and you know what else? You're probably, as you're, when, you, when you're 50, instead of five, right. you know, when you're 50, most generally you have a job most yeah. generally, you're married. Most generally, you have kids. Lots of things consume your time. Lots, right. Lots of things consume your time. And how often have you heard that and you felt that when you're really busy, it seems like the day just goes right. all of a sudden, it escapes you all of a sudden. And when you're not, and even, you know, it's funny because sometimes, you know, I think, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Don't have anything to, especially weekends where you don't have anything planned. Don't right. have anything to do. I can just sit here and do nothing or watch Netflix or, you know, whatever. And then Saturday gets here and you don't have anything going on and you're like, I'm so bored. <sighs> Holy crap, it's nine o'clock and I'm like, what, what am I going to do today? What am I going to do know. the rest of the day? That's when you got to call me, by the way, because. Man, I can't tell you how many times I have those moments and I'm just like, well, this is stupid. I don't want to just sit here all day. I know. It, it's so strange because I always... You look forward to yes, it and then you... <laughs> you look forward. You look so forward to the weekend where you don't have anything to do. Right. That you can do whatever you want to do. You don't have any restrictions. You don't have any requirements. don't have anything. And then you get there and you're like, oh, geez. <laughs> I don't have anything to do today. Yeah. What the heck am I going to do? I know. It's it's one of those things that it it just amazes me. Yeah. It's it's uh it's for me it's because of an inability to rest. <laughs> but I'm learning this process of resting. Uh, I posted on the uh, Redux Church podcast this last week. Uh, uh, my first solo podcast, like ever. I didn't have a guest. I just talked. It wasn't terribly long, a little less than 30 minutes. But um, but it was just this idea, this concept of rest that, um, you know, it's hard for people to do today, to really, truly rest. Right, because we all have so much going on, really. Well, yeah, and, and when we don't, what you just described, we have a sense of something's wrong. It's not normal. We've It's become normal for us to do and so what does resting even look like? You know, I think that's in and of itself a challenging observation is to figure that out. What does it mean to rest? I mean, for some people it can be fishing, but for some people fishing is work, right? Right, right. It's not rest. And right. 
So I think it's it's an individual art that has to be pursued. And we're all kind of really plugged in, you know, to various things. And it's difficult to totally go acoustic, so to speak, yeah. in, in your life and unplug everything. Right. It's a little bit easier if you decide, you know what, I'm going to go to rocky mountain national park you know yeah. for the weekend or something like that where you can be somewhere where you can be alone with your thoughts or whatever or you truly can just relax i mean sometimes i think when you're at home even if you don't have anything to do you know you're still looking at your phone you looking at your email they're looking at your text and you're wondering why isn't somebody talking to me right and wow because you're, you're just you know i i know but it's i think for some people it's just it's really hard to relax even if even when you're looking so forward to that weekend when you don't have anything to do mm -hmm. and it's almost like once you get there and you're sitting there thinking oh geez i really don't have anything to do right and then you're you're in a quandary what am i going to do i don't really have anything to do i know that's and when I rebuild the studio. So, yes, that's when, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's usually when I make a run to the liquor store. But, uh, or actually, you know, you start doing maybe some chores around the house and do some things, read a couple of good books, you know, because people don't read very much. I used to love reading books. I would sit down and read. I admit, a lot of it was just kind of what people would call trash. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was sitting there reading the, Tolstoy or the novels of Proust, right? Whatever <laughs> it, it was, more like I loved mystery novels. I've read a lot of Robert B. Parker, the Spencer novels, Michael Connelly, the Bosch series, which has been turned into a TV series on Amazon, things like that. But it, it still, it was more food for your mind, I think, than than sitting in front of a your television or your computer screen watching yeah. something on netflix which now i do way too much but yeah i'm not sure i can give it up sorry much like scotch i mean i'm not gonna judge you man so uh, but i also wanted to say something before and i know we're gonna get into some hard hitting stuff with what's going on around the world but I also just wanted to let everybody know and to tell you, and I've talked a little bit, you know, during while we've been doing this podcast, especially the last couple of weeks, mentioning that my son is getting married this weekend and all like this. And I just wanted to acknowledge you and your son, Gabe, are yeah. going to be providing us with music for the rehearsal dinner on Friday. And I am so happy that you guys agreed uh, to do that it's going to be a fun night wow and i are looking forward to it. i just wanted to say how much i appreciate you guys and uh and it's going to be really cool because i may not know hardly anybody else there really <laughs> well that's exciting well there's some <laughs> and i say that because uh, you know my i haven't really had a chance to meet hardly any of my future daughter-in-law's family i met her parents obviously but her sister lives in california oh, a lot yeah. of her friends that she went to high school with and college are living out of state now 
So I really haven't had much of a chance to meet them at all. Do you want me to get your I'm with the band shirt? So you can just oh, wear that. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, some of and I had said this, and a lot of people know, but I said it in, in when I did your uh, Conversations podcast back yeah. a year ago, that I'm divorced now, and a lot of my wife's extended family I haven't seen in 10 years. Wow. Uh, because, you know, that's how long we've been right. divorced. And, you know, we used to would go to down to Texas to see some of her cousins are up to illinois and usually when you get divorced even amicably you don't generally go see you don't hang out with each, each other's former cousins anyway right. although i've hung out with my former in-laws they're great people and they're uh you know hopefully we'll be able to to be uh here for the weekend but they're getting older and neither one of them are in and of course both my parents are are dead as people most a lot of people know hers are both still alive my ex-wives and uh, i think her mother for sure will be here her father is is in kind of ill health right now and we're not sure if he's going to be able to come here or not but you know we've still shared some christmases together and kid birthdays and you know things like that and they're wonderful people and so it's going to be a very very fun night you you guys are playing for the rehearsal dinner that we're having on friday so i just wanted to let yeah. everybody know how and i think you know but how how much i appreciate you well, and thanks, gabe man. uh for uh being able to to uh do that for us well i think it's gonna be awesome it'll be i think i was telling you this this will be the first time that gabe and i have done this together we both have done this at different times which really is nice because like i was telling you we can Typically, what will happen is we'll play for, I think the normal is about three hours. And so you'll play for 45 minutes, take a 15-minute break, 45, 15, so on and so forth. And so in this situation, we won't really have to do that. We'll just kind of take turns. Neither one of us will get wore out. And both of us will get plenty of time away and get time together. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you two to be able to, in a way, give you that opportunity. Yeah, you did. Kind of, you know, kind of at the last minute to get you guys into this. And uh, so I'm thrilled uh, that that you're going to be able to do this. And I'm so happy that I'll be able to share the, yeah, you know, the, the moment with, with you guys man for sure that's that's the coolest part of this for me too honestly is just um being able to you know i've heard i've never met literally i've never met any of your family uh and so i've met your ex-wife on the phone at this point uh talked with julie but uh being able to put you know people yeah. to all of this storytelling yep. you know uh, the son and the daughter will both be there and uh a lot of you know some other extended family friends and and stuff like that so it, i'm really looking forward to it it should be just a lot of fun <clears throat> i'm not as fired up about the wedding itself right <laughs> only because it is going to be at 5 30 in the afternoon on the balcony of a downtown building west facing yeah in the full sun where the heat index is going to be about 105 so or about five o'clock is the time when it is it's truly <laughs> its hottest maybe just coming off its yeah. hottest point of yes the day. yes 
So it's going to be about 97, 95 degrees. Yeah. Heat index, probably 110. Beautiful. We're on a balcony of a steel and concrete building. About that time, I'll be eating some shrimp at a shrimp boil. There you go. So uh, I'll just be boiling. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You know, I will ruin the new suit that I uh, bought for this and uh, some other stuff. But, you know, hey. It is air-conditioned for the uh, reception, and they're going to have a lot of cold drinks. So, if I survive out on the balcony, I should be good to go. Well, it's going to be cool, man. And again, congratulations on your firstborn going off, becoming a man, starting his life as an adult in yes, this broken-down country. They've... Uh, <laughs> They've already moved to Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and you know, really, uh, they already know each other really well because they've only been dating for about six years. Golly, yeah, <laughs> wow. And they they would have gotten married sooner, but they postponed a lot of this for COVID mm. because they they would have gotten married last spring. I think is kind of what they originally were, the, but you know, COVID was raging then and. So they ended up putting it all the way off till now, thinking that COVID well, will be early. <laughs> it'll all be over. Ah, see the young, the naive. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so now here it is raging again in in uh, certain areas. But I, you know, at least so far, you know, we're going to make it through without, you know, having anything banned and stuff like that. We're worried there for a while that. Yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, City was would, stuff. yeah, would say, you know what, we, we can't have gatherings of more than fifty people or whatever. Or the venue would say, you know what, we can't do this at all. Mm-hmm. Now we don't want to have any, but where they would have restrictions, none of that, <clears throat> none of that has happened, and so we're we're still good to go. And the other news that I should bring uh, everybody, I broke down. Oh gosh. And uh, and got my first shot of COVID vaccine on Friday. Got the last jab. Friday. I got the jab. I got the Pfizer, and uh, I talked with you know several people. And as I've said on the show, I didn't really have my objection to it. Wasn't so much that the government was telling me you need to do you know. It was a, well, I'll tell you what it was. It was fear. Mm. There's a little bit of fear in there of, you know, I never get sick. The last time I got, the last time I took the flu vaccine, mm-hmm. I got the flu mm-hmm. and was really sick. That was, I don't know, a dozen years ago. Right. I haven't taken the flu vaccine since. I haven't gotten the flu. Right. I haven't gotten anything else. And so I'm thinking, you know what? I haven't gotten any of this. Why do I, you know, and then you're drawn into all the, well, so, you know, blood clots and stuff. Well, I went, I talked to, you know, my brother works for a hospital in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's had the Pfizer. I trust him. I trust several other people. And it's all different with people. My brother, you know, he said he didn't have much as far as reactions, but, you know, he had some not much of anything, but some tiredness and, you know, that, that sort of thing. I talked to a couple other people who were like, oh, geez, you know, it was a freaking nightmare. And I read some things. And, uh, but finally, you know, I just decided, uh, you know, as you keep seeing things as we all have 
of numbers coming in and people who had not been vaccinated getting the delta and dying right and some of them younger some of them my age all like this i have all these people coming in from out of town don't know whether they've been vaccinated or not for you know the wedding and for the reception the the uh, rehearsal dinner and the the wedding and i just decided you know i'm i'm just gonna go ahead and get it yeah and like i'd also told you that i think at some point more and more places are going to require people to be vaccinated double fully vaccinated before they will be allowed to go into a store go to a ball game go to you know whatever we're starting to see more and more of that but really it was just kind of a thing where you know i'm getting to be kind of old and i really don't want i really don't want to get this right sure i don't want to get covid and i don't want and and i don't want to maybe i have it and i really in a way i kind of think that i had it several months ago Mm. because i did feel and you know and i never got tested and i never i mean for a couple of days i felt kind of bad it wasn't really all that much but it may have been it may not have been i don't really i don't know yeah but i just decided i don't want to i certainly don't want to get covid and give it to somebody else and so that's why i decided what the heck and my experience with it was on friday and i took the pfizer vaccine for Mm -hmm. anybody listening and wondering about you know what your experience my experience was I barely felt the shot when they gave it to me. It was like, I mean, I've had mosquitoes, you know, sting me worse than what that was. And uh, I got it at a Walmart in town, not far from my home, because I thought, well, if I have a bad reaction to this, I don't want to be all woozy or whatever. You know, I I don't want to have a long way to go to get home. And where I live, there's a neighborhood Walmart that's half a mile. I can kind of take back just streets that aren't real busy to get on because i was like you know and i had all kinds of visions i just assumed quite frankly yeah that i would get this my arm would hurt like hell i would go home i'd have a terrible headache muscle aches couldn't hardly get out of the chair would be throwing up all this stuff because you read about it well here's this this and this and right. so i was like there's no way i'm getting out of this easy so i barely felt the shot and you know they they want you to stay in eyesight for about 20 minutes to make sure you don't go into anaphylactic shock if you're you're allergic allergic to to something but i've never had a problem with allergies other than you know ragweed which you know this wasn't going to be as far as i knew this wasn't in the right injection no they didn't put ragweed no ragweed no tree pollen little hiv no ragweed you know and and the computer chips but (laughs) i've never been allergic to those either as far as i know even the ones i ate but uh so no reaction and i went home and i hunkered down (laughs) and it's funny it was almost like i had gone to a couple stores before it was almost like okay i know we're gonna have power outages right. so I, let me stock up on because i'm like okay i'm gonna be here the whole weekend i'm gonna be have headaches and i'm gonna be throwing up and i'm gonna be all doing all of this i'm not gonna go in so i made sure i had 
plenty of bourbon or scotch on hand right made sure i had you know some juice they said you need to be hydrated i got some gatorade and extra water i got some other stuff so i'm gonna be good go home and i hunker down basically nothing happened huh nothing yeah uh, and the, you know the rest of that friday i had no problems at all with anything when i woke up on saturday morning my left arm because i got the shot in my left arm because i'm right-handed was so bulkier was it was <laughs> no I, I mean it hurt a little bit oh yeah but not much i mean it just it was just a little sore yeah but nothing you know it didn't you like you know when i lifted my bottle of scotch i was like you know it wasn't like oh my gosh i can barely it hurt so much to you know no issues at all and that was for i don't know six hours or so maybe on saturday my left arm at the injection site was a little bit sore after that nothing and i've not and i've had no nothing else since. see you should have just got COVID early on it would have saved you all this well trouble. like i said i may have i may well, have i wish i would you have should have gotten tested because tested because out of israel you know the israel study that is yeah. just yes. rocking the world right now because israel i think at this point Does is the 90, antibodies work better yeah. than the vaccines yeah, and all like this because yes. they're at 92 percent vaccinations yes and uh so i i feel good that i'm 13 times more immune now than i well you know i'm kind of thinking and i haven't seen a study about this but i'm kind of thinking if i really did have COVID, i've got both the antibodies and the vaccine well don't, oh you're gonna shoot me down on that yeah one. don't okay. do the research on that ah, you're not gonna like it okay well you know what i am and the other thing is i'm kind of an old part so something's gonna kill me at some point anyway and yeah so I'm like, you know. i mean but so that's why know. i got the vaccine i just i just kind of gave in yeah uh to well, that's all right to certainly probably I think some, less of you you know but i, I you know i hey. think look i i think that's the whole point that i would make period all the time always the vaccine should be a personal choice it shouldn't, it shouldn't. and it was i mean right. i really didn't i mean i was i was impacted to a certain extent about what the government is more than likely going right. to do. You were compelled I, by the possibility that of I, inaccess. Hey, yes, I'm yeah. never going to be able to go to a game at Boone Pickens Stadium again. I'm never going to be able to go to a Thunder game Which again. I'm never going to be able to. Probably true, but. And right, still, <laughs> that impacted me some, but sure. there were other factors. Yeah. You know, I had a, like I said, fear was one of them. I had a fear of getting the vaccine for what it might do but i also have a fear of getting COVID, sure and what it might do to me or to other people it may not make me necessarily sick but i could spread the virus to other people maybe mm -hmm. and i was concerned about that as we go into this weekend and i realize i'm not fully vaccinated i haven't had the second shot yet that's coming up in a couple of weeks mm -hmm. but i figure i'm better you're better than you were than i was arguably arguably right um so and that so that's why i i i ended up doing it well fair enough that's my story and i'm sticking to yeah it. no it's good it's good somebody asked me the other day if i was vaccinated and i said i choose not to respond and then giggled because you know the reality is if you choose not to respond everyone believes you've unvaccinated well yeah and, and you know and really so I, this is the thing i wished you would have done i wished you would have just remained vaccinated and just said and i'm not going to tell I'm you i'm not going to tell uh, only for the sake of 
there well, being a case that I know of for sure of a person who was vaccinated but will not tell people. <laughs> I, uh, you know what that is? That's very much like when you have, when you're doing an interview with somebody <laughs> and you ask them about something controversial. Right. And they say, I'm, you know, I'm not going to comment on that or I have no comment. You know, and it's like, oh. No, it's because you did okay. something wrong. Got right. it. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's always what you assume. Sure. Because if you were innocent, you know. You would just say. Did you murder your wife? Uh, I have no comment. I'm not going to. I don't want to. I don't want to comment on that. I wouldn't want to be caught lying. Really? On <laughs> really? You're going to no comment on did you kill your wife? Right. So people assume, okay, he killed his wife. Right. Because, or, you know, and there are a lot of things below that that you can, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But nonetheless, if you know comment, and, you know, back in my days of doing serious interviews, when I heard a no comment, I would always be like, oh, mm -hmm. okay, you did this, or you know about this or something. Because if you truly didn't do it or didn't know anything about it or didn't anything you were totally innocent and whatever it is yeah why would you no comment oh so you're saying like when biden was asked the question by the reporter about afghanistan and he turned around and said i'm not going to answer those questions anymore it's because he did it because he felt guilty did you hear and i don't mean to switch gears but it is scattered well we were we need to switch gear i mean we're halfway through and i well here you know here here's the deal did you see this his most recent address how is it that you managed to claim an extraordinary successful withdrawal from afghanistan like okay first off like saying that by itself is stupid but then oh geez but then you spend time blaming trump and afghanis and the americans who didn't get out because you left early you blame them if it was successful there's you are you saying that's that it was successful because of them or <laughs> it's like gosh do you know rasmussen had the poll out more Amer most americans want him to resign right now like the not just like 51 percent yes. like a yes. huge number yes and a huge number of people dissatisfied with the way that we left Afghanistan and all of this. And, um, and now, of course, Reuters yeah. has come out with the story where they have the transcript, or they say they have the transcript of a telephone call yeah. between uh, President Biden and uh, uh, the former president, uh, former, uh, <laughs> president of <laughs> Afghanistan, Ghani. Right. Where Ghani is, and you know, and it's, you know, Grandpa Joe's uh, assertion that, ah, you know, geez, we had no idea that the Afghan government would fall apart immediately. Oh, uh, how could you know? We had no idea. And uh, where Ghani is telling him right. that we are in deep doo-doo over here, right. that uh, there is an invasion, the Taliban are coming, they're being helped by Pakistan. There's basically, we're, we're in big trouble here. And he's begging begging Grandpa Joe yeah. to authorize air support to help them out in this. No air support came. Mm -mm. And um, and during this conversation, Biden is quoted 
as saying to the president of Afghanistan, well, there's a perception that this is not going well. What we need you to do, whether is to change that narrative, whether it's true or not, right? To you know, tell people that it, we're good. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! And uh, you know, Donald Trump was impeached for having a phone conversation. Yep. that didn't involve anything like this. And uh, that's not I, why he was impeached. That's just the reason they gave. That is the reason that right. That is the reason they gave. And I, I where they had all kinds of fits about, you know, the Ukraine and all like this. And of course, Joe Biden. Remember, there's an interview with Joe Biden. Or it's not really an interview. He's telling a story. Right. Oh, in, yeah. In, in front of people. And it's on television. I told them I'm going to keep all this money. If I... And uh, he was like, you know, he wanted the the prosecutor switched in ukraine he wanted the prosecutor fired you know his son was involved in right in uh burisma over there and he said he wanted the prosecutor fired you know the united states is going to withhold a billion dollars in aid and he says well, you know my plane's going to be on the ground for another eight hours mm-hmm. and then i'm leaving and if we don't have an agreement we're not sending you that money and then and he's bragging and he's talking about well they made the deal before our plane left. And I'm like, you are seriously telling this story? Yeah, dude. And I, I basically, he and at the time, he was the vice president of the United States. Yeah. Basically bribing. Yeah, oh yeah, breaking people the law. In the, yes. And, and of course, you know, I mean, Fox News made a big deal out of, out of this, but nobody else did. Mm-hmm. And there certainly were no impeachment proceedings uh, you know, that were started be- because of all, all of that. So it has been, it has been a, I, it is just shocking as to how this has gone down. And the whole stuff about when the the bodies of uh, those killed were brought back to Dover. Uh, and uh, he was standing there and, and there was a, a, a picture that the New York Post put on their front page of him appearing to look at his watch and the headline was disgraceful mm-hmm. and but with you know I had not seen the video of this yeah and as I've said before a photograph is a millisecond in what's going on yeah you can't really tell for sure what's happening. It certainly looked as if he was looking at his watch, but you really didn't know the circumstances. And then I read an interview with one of the parents mm-hmm. of one of the soldiers who died, and and he said he kept looking over and that Biden was appearing to look at his watch like he did it Every five time. or five or six times. Yeah, that he's doing this, and and you know, and he's thinking. What the hell more important thing do yeah. you have to do right now than honor these fallen You know what a president doesn't women? need? A watch. Well, you know what? I, like I thought about even, it. They, he doesn't even need it. <clears throat> I thought about that as to why, why are you... You know, I don't really care if you have an important uh, meeting you have to uh, attend. I mean, 
this is a situation where you need to be, especially right. him in this situation, where you need to be as respectful as you can be. Right. Which means you're standing there, hand over your heart. You can be daydreaming, I guess, but you darn sure looking at your watch. Now, I've heard people say that he wears a rosary on that same hand uh, or that same wrist with his watch. Uh, that honors his son. Well, Bo. it would have been real simple for him to address that then, wouldn't it? It would have been. It also would have been simple to, you know what? If that's what you're doing, take your freaking watch off. Right. Take your watch off. And so if you want to hold the rosary or whatever, then make it a little more obvious that's what right. you're doing. But the reality because is. Because it looks like you're checking the time going, oh, geez, how long is, is it going to take? And this is my whole point, though. He doesn't. That's why I mean by he doesn't need a watch. I don't mean he doesn't need it from an optics I, standpoint. Yeah. Why does he need no, a watch? you're right. You're right. Everyone around him. Yes, people. It's, they hey, have Mr. Their President, it's yes, time to do yes, this. Hey, yes, it's time to do this. Come yes. on, man. I realize. <laughs> I just. I'm, I'm just. I, you know, it, it and the other. I it's i'm proud of our president it's a it's a mess with with what's what's going on and and everything else and you know when you see the videos coming out they're talking about well you know geez it's the new taliban it's the kinder gentler taliban <laughs> the cosmopolitan taliban the cosmopolitan taliban and of course you know the videos are coming out Thanks to social media. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm not going to thank social media for anything. I don't care about knowing. I anyway. Right, Go I know. Ahead. Social media. Well, and you know, I mean, I've said this before. I, I mean, social media is an evil of what we have going on today. But it is because of that that we've seen some cell phone video from Afghans who have helped America. Yeah. And uh, they are, and this is a word that the White House doesn't want to use they are stranded <laughs> i'm just kidding. i didn't say the i said I the s word stranded they are stranded in afghanistan and you hear you hear them talking about what's going on and when you watch the video you can hear mm -hmm. the sounds of gunfire and they're talking about they're going house to house shooting people and worse and then there was the video yesterday i guess it was maybe it was the day before of the helicopter that now i guess a u.s helicopter that was now being flown by the taliban right yeah blackhawk who had a the body of a guy swing who had they had apparently put a noose around his neck and then the helicopter took off with the guy dangling from and i the taliban has not changed and I guess we're in the right now of doing a deal with them. I think they them, have changed, so. though. I don't know what you're saying. I think they have changed. I think they've gotten well, they way, have, they, way worse. They, I, I will grant and you that. Because, have, and mostly because of us, because they've I, gotten all this weaponry. Well, I was going to say, they, have, they, they now are the, one of the most well-armed uh, militaries on the planet. Yes. I mean, 80, they have more weapons uh, and uh, various other things available to them than 85 countries exactly in the world right when it comes to armament and uh they have their they have an air force best now. meme i ever saw and helicopters best, and all this best meme i ever saw was a picture of the united states biden's america gun free zone 
Biden's Afghanistan, free gun zone. Mm. And so now, and you know, and have you heard about the, you know, there's an interesting story about Oklahoma Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen. Have you heard about this? No. Mark Wayne Mullen is a uh, congressman from eastern Oklahoma, northeastern Oklahoma. We're not sure exactly where he is at the moment. All right. And, uh, you know, there there were some people who were a little bit concerned uh, about him until his office did at least respond uh, to what was going on. But his exact whereabouts is still not known uh, today. But the reporting is that he threatened embassy workers in Tajikistan while attempting to enter Afghanistan to rescue five U.S. citizens. Uh, But earlier today, he posted to social media that he was, quote, heading home, unquote, confirming he was trying to help Americans leave Afghanistan and saying he was not, quote, unquote, missing, where it, Hmm. it had been reported that he was because nobody knew exactly what was going on. Mullen stated the missing is, quote, continuing, but did not provide details about the citizens he was trying to rescue. He said on the social media post, quote, did I go dark for a little while? Yes, because it wasn't safe to be communicating. Am I extremely disappointed in how we, the United States, left Americans behind? That would be an understatement, unquote. Mm. This is in a post that the congressman made uh, to his uh, Instagram. He alleged earlier today that President Biden, uh, quote, and his administration are absolutely lying to the American people about Americans and our friends being left behind, unquote. The congressman made a phone call to the U.S. ambassador to Tajikistan on Monday, during which he told the embassy that he planned to fly from Tbilisi, Georgia, the country, not the state, (laughs) into Tajikistan's capital in the next few hours and needed the top diplomats' help. Two U.S. officials with the incident told the Tulsa World newspaper. Wow. The lawmaker intended to hire a helicopter to enter Afghanistan and rescue a woman and her four children seeking help from the U.S. Ambassador uh, John Mark uh, Palmershine, according to the Washington Post, when Mullen was denied in his effort to bypass Tajikistan's legal cash limits, he allegedly threatened the ambassador and other embassy staff. Wow. Uh, To say this is extremely dangerous is a massive understatement, a State Department official told the Tulsa World. Uh, so his office has said that he is trying to work and, and we've had other congressmen and senators say that, um, they have tried to get, because they're being contacted by people who are stranded in Afghanistan, Americans and Afghans who helped, uh, American forces who've tried to get a hold of the United States State Department and have not been able to, then they call these congressional offices and say, you know, can you help? We're Americans stranded in Afghanistan. Can you help? And so these congressmen and senators are trying to do the best they can to get people out. Some have been successful, others have not. But there's no question that Americans are 
stranded in Afghanistan. I thought they wanted to stay there. And uh, well, oh, they're, they're, or is that just what the White House wants us to think? That's what the White House wants us to think. And I, I'm talking about, uh, you know, and some, and I, you can kind of understand some of this because some of these who, who are stranded are, are Americans who have dual passports right dual sure. citizenship right in in the united states and in afghanistan who have family in afghanistan close family and other relatives and some of them in certainly in the beginning did not particularly want to leave because sure. they didn't want to leave their family behind and they uh, you know i think maybe also thought that wherever they were they were relatively safe i think many of them have changed their minds now and I think what's going to happen is they are going to be brutally tortured and killed. And are they, especially, you know, the ones that have helped uh, Americans and have done work for the West, whether it be the United States or other countries, are going to be forced to watch the torture of their families, the rape of their wives, daughters, other women uh, friends and then they're going to be tortured and then they're going to be killed because that's what the Taliban does and uh, I think that's going to happen and it it is horrific that it has come to this point but um, I, I you know I, I just I don't I don't believe and I, you know I've not always been right I know that shocks you. It's weird. I but I, I just don't believe that the Taliban, you know, because you hear the Biden administration say, well, you know, they want to be part of the world order and the, you know, all like this. They want to be a regular governing body. They want to be, and they want to get involved in the world economy. And it would have been like so this. easy for them to do that in Afghanistan this last 20 years. They're a public, they're a party run for freaking office. Yeah. There's an yeah. idea, but I I just don't believe that I I and from right. all account from what we've seen come out of there, it doesn't really appear that they've changed. Well, I guess they have. Like you said, they they have changed. They're much more well armed than what they were, and uh, you know they have an air force now, and they have artillery pieces. And they I'm have surprised that they, they just can take off of in a Black Hawk Black Hawk helicopter. Well, you know they're getting some help also from both the chinese and in particular the russians i see who uh you know the i'm sure the russians have you know the uh, schematics for the blackhawks and everything else because of all their spying and so did the chinese and and with our with the way we withdrew from afghanistan and the way that we're handling things it really makes you concerned with what russia is likely to do and what china is likely uh, to do china with taiwan and right. specifically the russians with ukraine specifically and other areas and how they might help the the taliban and the various others i mean it's just you cannot you know one thing that i think liberals have a problem with and i think liberals have a tendency to believe that you can talk your way into, into and out of situations, that you can be nice and all like this. And, and certainly that, that is, you know, it's the, like the old saying, you can 
catch more flies with honey than vinegar or whatever the hell that old saying is. Mm. And when you're depending upon, which by the way is totally untrue, right? I don't know. I you Go can't, but but depending upon if you're dealing with somebody who is relatively nice, okay. But when you're dealing with somebody who takes pleasure in torturing people and takes pleasure in beheading people and takes pleasure in raping people and takes pleasure in all these kinds, they only understand one thing, and that is power. Right. And they understand tough talk if you back it up. They understand that if you tell them because you know especially when you're you're the united states of america if you tell them if you do this we're coming after you we're coming after your family we're coming after your friends and at various times you prove that to them mm -hmm. by doing just that then they respect you and they understand that you're not somebody to be trifled with but if you talk nice and all this and you back up and you give them their way they believe they can manipulate you in whatever ways they choose yeah and that's what we have shown well the you know to add all to this to just this idea that if this this came out of the white house a couple of days ago uh, if we if the uh if the taliban you know play nice then we'll continue to send them money and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like for real, we're going to, we're going to give, cause what are we doing? It's foreign aid, I guess. So we're going to send millions of dollars to Afghanistan, which will not end up in the hands of needy Afghanis. No, it, it, no. I mean, dude. And, and you know what? Actually, I don't know why we would need to send them any money. They have $85 billion worth I know. of equipment over there. At the very there. least, let's you know, just there was wait for a while. video the other day that came out showing them walking into this hangar where a couple of helicopters were, and then it showed them with these stacks and stacks and stacks of cash. cash. Oh, I know, dude. $100 bills. Right. And you know that it's stacked that, up. That money alone, or the, I guess it's not that money alone, but it's like the 80 billion or whatever whatever it was came to 300 and something dollars for every American citizen that we just, we gave them. Right. Are you good with, would you, if the Taliban said, Hey, I would like uh, $380,000, $380. Would you be like, all right, all right, let me write you a check. No. Oh, you wouldn't? No. You did. Uh, no, I didn't. No, you kind of did. I gave them cash. Oh, sorry. That's right. <laughs> at least then there's a fee. The check and, had at least an opportunity to bounce. Man. Cash doesn't. I swear, dude. And they're sitting there, you know, they're walking in, they're seeing all this, they're unwrapping, it's all these $100 bills. You know, if... In stacks and if stacks they could, and stacks. The government does does need to just level. I don't, I mean, they're not going to do it, but I don't, like, just freaking level with everybody. Say, hey, listen, we're going to control you. I mean, like, that's what we're going to do. We're going to we'll take care of you. We're going to keep you alive for the yeah. most part. But, you know... Just tell everybody, look, we're going to control you. That you don't. It's all a fake idea concept. We're gonna, you're gonna work. We're gonna give you some money, but then we're gonna take some of that money back. It's a mind game, guys. It's just a big freaking mind game. This whole country is so freaking broken because of absolute rampant, just no accountability. You know, and here's another thing. I some people today, and I was gonna say young people, but it's not just them. Uh, 
some and and it's not all of i don't mean to paint with a broad brush because some young people and some people in general are very understanding of what's going on sure others are oblivious yeah totally oblivious to what's going on because they don't listen to scatter shooting true that's one thing but uh, another thing they don't listen to is the news and uh, you know they're so active on certain social media things and they're into their own deal listening to their playlists on spotify they never look at what's going on and you know i talked to, i asked somebody the other day this happened to be a young person and i said you know it was one of those things and i said you know I don't want to start any kind of <laughs> argument. But what do you think about what's happening in Afghanistan? Mm. And like, they said, what do you mean? Oh, you got to be kidding me. That's they, what I said. They didn't even know what was <laughs> no. happening? No. No. Because they never watch the news. They, you know, they're involved in a lot of video games. They're involved in, and I'm not talking about either of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they, they do a lot of, you know, stuff like that. And they had no idea what was going on. None. And so they're... No idea. So my guess totally is... Totally oblivious. They are out of school, but, right. but young. Right. Because, if they, you know, there's no way... Like, right. if you're in school, you're And once in a while, you know, I'm around because, you know, I have friends and others, and every now and again, you know, you're... You're asking, and I like to just ask somebody. Oh, I already know, you know who this is. Hey, what do you or, think of this or that? Yeah. Because I'm trying to get a gauge, and I know some people who voted, and I also know some people, and I've asked them as well, some people who are not quite my, well, more your age. Okay. Who were Biden voters. And, you know, and I've asked them the same sort of question, or the, what do you think of, how Biden's doing? Oh, he's oh, doing great, man! Yes. The economy's awesome. Yes, he's yes. What's, and I'm like, why do you? I like what? when they say the economy's awesome. I, I like to ask them. So, what's your gauge? Like, how? Why do you say the economy's awesome? What makes it awesome? Is it the increase in pricing? Is that what you think is a good economy? Because well, if, you know, if, if you call that a good economy, I agree, it is awesome. If that's the measure of success, no, uh, you know it's it's just I just find that the level of disengagement with reality Dude. that people have these days uh, is shocking to me. Being an old school guy, not that I don't like to get disengaged from reality. I mean, you know, yeah, it's temporal. Uh, it's not constant. Yeah, right, right. I also like to pay attention to what's going on. Distractions aren't, they're not but, called know, focuses. They're called distractions. Right. I mean, I like to sit there and watch an episode of, or two or three or four, of Two and a Half Men or some other, you know, Friends or Seinfeld, which, by the way, dun, dun, dun. today, I uh, an announcement was made that I believe as of... I think the first of next month. Yeah. Every episode, all 180 episodes of Seinfeld will be available on Netflix. That's fantastic news. I know. I saw that. I was like, oh. Love Seinfeld. Uh, so I, that'll be something that I will probably binge watch. Yeah. And so 
I have, I fully admit that, you know, that I do that to distract myself from what's happening in the world or your personal life or, you know, whatever. But it's not like I do that all the time. Right. I, I don't, and I've, although, and I've never done virtual reality. I mean, I know people put the goggles on and they're doing stuff, you know. And one of the reasons, and I'll tell you this, because you're my buddy and you, you know, um, I'm a little bit afraid of that. Yeah. Because I'm a little bit afraid that if I do that, I won't be able to not do it. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Because it's just like with good scotch. Once I've had good scotch, I can't go back. Right. To the not so good right. scotch. But but seriously, that that's why and and you know, I know some people who really love TikTok, which I think is evil beyond uh because it's a Chinese thing. Now, right. Are there some fun things on there? I guess. But I know some people who just who who can't get away, who can't put it down. Yeah. Right. And I guess some of some of me is afraid that if I get involved in that, I might not be able to put it down either. Yeah. Because you know, there's things on there. And so I choose not to get involved. You're like at Jerry all. Seinfeld. He chooses not to run. Yes. He chose not to run. Because at my age I'm afraid running could give me a heart attack. So well, I choose I mean, not to do that. That's smart. However, I can walk uh, fairly comfortably to wherever I need to go. Well, at least for, you know, right now. That's that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, by golly jeepers, there's the music. That means we are done for the day. Next week, we'll have stories of uh, the uh, rehearsal dinner and the uh, mm. wedding and Jeremy and and Gabe playing music. That should be a fun show. We'll get into whatever else as well. But uh, for now, thanks for listening. And thanks very much to my partner, my good buddy, Jeremy Griffin. For being with me on another <laughs> journey of scatter shooting. You can be a part of it next week. Hopefully. If we're still if here. If we're still here. Who knows? We could be eliminated <laughs> by then. I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. You guys have a great rest of the week. And hopefully we'll talk to you again next Wednesday on another edition of Scatter Shooting.